The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Welcome to the forum. Now, investigations by the National Consumer Commissions are underway into leisure companies who offer timeshare following a flood of complaints from disgruntled club members. Holidaymakers say that they've been deceived into signing contracts which hook them uh, into a lifetime of financial commitment. Timeshares are contracts to lease a property. A group of other people share the purchase cost of a vacation accommodation and each year over a set period of time they have turns in using it. Now, this system makes vacation home ownership possible for many people who cannot afford holiday homes, or at least it's supposed to. On the forum at 8 this morning, we will look at the nature of these contracts and why people actually go into timeshare. We will also explore some of the marketing practices and the absence of an exit or cancellation clause in contracts and how consumers can submit complaints and more of this. And as always, uh, you are an integral part of the discussion, you can call us on the number 0891-104-208, especially if you've been affected by this, whether positively or negatively uh, with regard to timeshare. Do tell us of your experiences. You can also uh, tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or send us an SMS to the number 34701. And joining us for the discussion this morning, Advocate uh, Anton Alberts, who is from the Freedom Front Plus. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. We are also joined by Head of Legal Services at the National Consumer Commission, uh, Mr. Uatlotse Tupayatlasi. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Commander. I must just also indicate that um, the, the the club leisure group was also invited uh, to participate in this discussion and initially they agreed to come on but uh, then phoned later to decline uh, stating that they will not participate as the matter is still subjudicate. So uh, just so you are aware that we did offer them the opportunity to uh, come and represent their view here this morning. But uh, back to our guest this morning, um, Advocate Alberts, if I could just start with you. Um, from the, you are from the Freedom Front Plus, but uh, maybe for you to just put into perspective why the Freedom Front Plus actually got involved with this particular matter. Yes. Um, well, I sit on the, the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee of Trade and Industry that has oversight over this industry. And um, we were contacted by various people who complained um, and it's the usual complaints that they can't uh, find a place when they try to book it um, at a time that they want or that their uh, points are not that, um, that valid anymore or they don't have the same buying power and therefore they have to um, buy more points. And um, other people, um, especially elderly people who've gone on pension, um, who can't afford, simply can't afford to pay the monthly um, levy anymore, who wanted to exit a contract but are denied the opportunity to exit the contract. So uh, we looked at the matter ourselves and then we uh, spoke to the chairperson of the portfolio committee, Ms. Fabs, and uh, presented the problem to her. And, and then she said, well, you know, perhaps we should take it to the National Consumer Commission. So the committee then referred it to the National Consumer Commission officially for an investigation. And um, since then, um, it's become known that we do... Um, try to assist people individually with their problems. And um, we've received about 4,000 complaints, which we then submitted on behalf of um, people who complained about their timeshare product 
to the National Consumer Commission to be adjudicated on a um, personal, individual level. But we also know then, since then, that the National Consumer Commission embarked on a um, industry-wide investigation. And um, I think that the head of the legal department of the NGC can tell you more about that himself. But um, they have found um, various um, irregular um, type of conduct um, in this industry. Um, and, and they also found, um, you know, in terms of the structuring of the whole market, that there's a problem. Um, one, one also needs to add to this that, you know, when people are told that they want to exit the contracts, that they are denied the opportunity based on the fact that the contract has a perpetual nature, which is actually not allowed in South African common law and also not under the Constitution or the National Consumer Protection Act. And um, that's one of the biggest problems that people have with uh, this product, that they have um, um, actually been motivated to buy the product in a very, um, what they call an aggressive marketing practice, and and then they can't get out. Um, and it, it touches upon many people. It's it's um, white and black people. Um, it seems that the industry had targeted the, the um, white pensioners first, and then they started targeting the up-and-coming black um, market. So many different people from different backgrounds are affected by this. Now, um, you know, our view is that the, that the industry um, is, an, is not, an, we're not attacking the industry as such, but that the marketing practices and the, and the way that the people um, were able to claim their um, the service from the industry did not work properly, and that then sparked the investigation at the NGC. Mr. Tupayatlasi, um, you know, what are some of the details of the investigation into um, uh, what has now, I see uh, by some of the uh, uh, consumers, been dubbed a scam, really? Because people are saying, you know, they are being tricked into uh, actually buying into timeshare. So just tell us about some of the details of that investigation. Thank you, thank you, Sakina, and, 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 and thanks for, 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 for having me. The, the, the issues of, of the timeshares is indicated that you see uh, you had uh, invited the sub-ledger group to, to partake in the, in the discussions and they indicated that the matter is sub It is true, the matter is still sub So that whatever that I'm going to say, it, it, it's really our findings as to whether we we will be successful in in the adjudication wherein the tribunal will agree with us or not it, it is completely another another story at all but what we found is that you see as as, as, as the word we are using right now you know we, we constantly use the word timeshare and that's exactly the starting point with regards to our concern as the national consumer commission was the with the issue of of, of points the, 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 the gist of the matter for us really is what is the difference? Is there a difference between points as, you know, developed over a number of years, I think for the past two, 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 two decades, as well as timeshares as they were? Because you, 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 people have to be aware that a timeshare, it's a, it's a, it's a form of, 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 of home ownership. It is specifically controlled. It is specifically established. It is specifically defined in the Property Timesharing Control Act. So it is a, it is a, it is a creature of, 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 of statute. It's something that is established by law. And the point and, and the, 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 the issue and the bone of contention is our points as marketed and sold by various uh, companies in that space 
really a timeshare as defined in the Act. And our point as the National Consumer Commission is that it is not. A point is not a timeshare. Earlier on, when you were introducing us, you indicated one of the major important definitive or, or, or defining factor with regard to what a timeshare is. And you use the word a holiday home. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, are these points that are being sold, are you as a consumer buying into a holiday home? You are not. And that's exactly the point that you are making. You are being sold something established outside the realm of the law called points. But these points are not defined in the very law that establishes timeshares. Because the law in terms of which these things are sold is called the Property Timesharing Control Act. And it is nowhere in that act where points are defined. Neither is there anywhere where they are established. Now, when you are saying you are buying into a home, supposedly it means you are buying a capital uh, asset mm-hmm. that is capitally uh, funded. But this is not the case in this point. Of course, people do pay quite a lot of money, 140000 I was talking to one attorney yesterday. She bought this thing for 140000 rent. There are many other people who bought 182. Of course, when you think about it, you will think this is a capital investment in a holiday home. But there are not. If at all there are any holiday homes, and this is my view, that if there's, if there's any acquisition of holiday homes called timeshares in that uh, a, a, a business, they are not owned by consumers as in a typical timeshare where you invest in a holiday home. It is just points. The money is taken. It is possibly used to acquire a holiday home. But that holiday home does not belong to these so-called club members. So the, 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 the issue is it's a bit more complicated. There's an issue of concern with regards to clubs. Are these things really genuine clubs? That's the first issue. The second one is, are these points timeshares as defined in the law? And that is the one issue that will still have to be ventilated by the, by, by the tribunal. But over and above that, it's just really a question of, is this thing a scam as defined in Section 42 of the Consumer Protection Act? Mm-hmm. Which, in terms of which our finding is that this uh, uh, administration and selling, marketing of is possibly a, a, a scam. In the sense that a consumer is made to believe that he is buying a timeshare. Whereas he is not, even if he is paying money, but the acquisition thereof, it is not for his. Because your time says, like, you know, you buy it, it will be registered in your name. It is a property. It is a capital asset in your estate. Our point exactly that they are not. And this is the point that we are making. The other issue that is very contentious is that consumers are made to sign two contracts convoluted into one. You sign what is called a purchase agreement in terms of which you sell, you are, you are sold, a capital asset called points or timeshare as they call um, I mean, timeshare and points as they call it. But the second one is you sign a contract in terms of which after the purchase of this capital asset, you pay monthly uh, payments for the so-called maintenance upkeep, of mm-hmm. it, which will, of course, uh, what is normally what happens in, a, in an ordinary timeshare uh, purchase agreement. But consumers are never aware that they're actually signing two uh, contracts, the maintenance contract as well as the, the capital acquisition contract. So this is, this is it's a very complicated matter. It's not very easy to understand. It, it, it needs, there aren't many consumers, even the most sophisticated, even judges who are actually the members of timeshares. I, 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 I'm more convinced than ever that very few, if anyone who signed this contract, is actually aware of what he's signing to. 
If you're not receiving aware of what he is actually buying, you are buying nothing. The secondary other oh, uh, but, 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 but even before you go further from there, if you are buying nothing and paying exorbitant amounts, uh, you know, to, to, to remain a part of, uh, you know, the scheme, the scam, whatever you want to call it at this point, uh, isn't that against the law? Haven't you been doomed? Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, that's my sense. That's my sense. That you have been because you see, timeshare is something that is very well known. There are very few people who may be able to define what it is. But the one understanding of everyone is that the timeshare is a capital asset in your estate. It is a holiday home. You, you, you are buying into a holiday home. There used to be time when people would buy into these holiday homes and they'll go into what is called polling schemes. Polling schemes is where Sakina owns a timeshare in France. I own one in the U.S. Somebody else owns one in South Africa, Cape Town. We put our timeshares into a polling scheme in terms of which we are now diversifying. Because I can exchange my timeshare that I own in South Africa with Sakina sitting in France. Mm. And in that sense, and in that way, I'm not confined to going to same, you know, de- holiday destination year in, year out. Because then timeshare owners all over the world can put their timeshares into one holiday, I mean, one pool, and they are able to use a common company which used to be called RCI in terms of which it facilitates the exchange market. You know, in that pool. Now, uh, we seem to have lost Mr. Uh, Tupayasasi there, uh, just as things were hotting up. But let me come to you, Advocate um, Alberts. You know, and th- th- this is sounding more and more precarious as we speak. But why can't people walk away um, from this purchase? You know, given that you know the, it was sold to them under false pretenses to begin with. Mm. Yeah, I see. You. Obviously, you know, there's an existing contract, so um, people who want to walk away would try to get, um, uh, you know, a deal with the, the specific vacation or holiday club to exit. It's very difficult to negotiate that with them, um, so then they would have to um, get a lawyer involved, and they may seem to come right at certain, um, in certain respects, but not all. Um, and um, otherwise, they would have to submit their matter with the National Consumer Commission to adjudicate on the individual problem itself. Well, I see we, must have, we have Mr. Tupayatlati back with us. Um, we lost you there momentarily, uh, Mr. Tupayatlati. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know whether I should continue with what yes, I was please do. Yes, please do. So the point I was trying to make is that Police schemes are, 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 are actually not point system. Police schemes are exactly that. You know, you, you pull together the resources in order to, di- to diversify, you know, access to various destination, uh, you know, places around the country. So there, there is that issue that, you know, people seem to be oscillating in and out of definition. When it suits certain people, it's a police scheme. When you try to understand the basis of that being a police scheme, you know, then you are you you are suddenly lost. You are told it, it's a timeshare, and and then when you try to explore more what this timeshare is all about, because ownership is never registered, and then you are told no, no, it's points. But what up? So you 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 are net. It's a moving target all the time. It, it, the definition that you are given it has to suit at the moment. It, it, it's never definitive one simple explanation. But isn't but that in the, violation the of, of consumer rights? Come again? Isn't that in violation of a consumer's rights? Well, it is. It is because it, 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 it's a violation of the CPA in, 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 in many aspects. Earlier on, the, the, the advocate Albert spoke about 
the, the, the aggressive marketing. You know, one may say there is nothing maybe wrong with aggressive marketing, but when you market your product aggressively, if, 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 if I may use the definition, you know, from backwards, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. But what is wrong with that is the fact that this thing is sold as a, as a, as a, as a, as a credit. You know, you are advised that you are actually given credit to buy this thing. But we, we are skeptical. Our finding is that no single consumer was actually ever advanced credit. I, 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 and I'm calling for proof of that, that every single consumer or any one of consumers who signed this contract was actually given a, a credit in terms of this contract being defined as a credit agreement. Now, from, from, from that sense, I mean, from that point of view, clearly it's something is amiss. And, uh, and, and, you know, you, you, you are then told that this is a credit, a credit agreement. So the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that the, 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 the violations of the CPA are at, at many facets, from what we'll call misleading advertising to just about everything that you can, uh, many sections of the CPA that you, can, that, you can, that you can think about. And for us, really, I cannot pin this thing to one specific violation of the CPA. There are a number of those, you know, the chief of which is the contention about these things being a timeshare. Forget about contracts in perpetuity, because if my starting point is that these contracts cannot be in perpetuity, then what I'm saying is that in the first place it is right to sell points. Mm. Yeah, but before me, I even go there. I have to satisfy myself that this thing is really a timeshare as defined in the Property Timeshare and Control Act. Because in well, the absence of it, then we cannot even talk about contracts in perpetuity because we will actually be selling something that is... I don't know. I don't even know what they were to use for kina nothing. Eh, mm. you have been sold. Eh, you know. At, at, at such a huge cost, well, that that is very painful. Pindile sends a, a tweet saying, I'm a victim of that timeshare scheme. And so am I. And as you said, so are many other people. And, and, and do call us, do tell us what your experience has been. Because I guess the main question here is, what recourse then is there for consumers who've fallen victim to this particular scheme? The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we're discussing the issue of timeshare or points or um, as uh, our representative from the Consumer National Consumer Council has just told us, in many instances, people have possibly just bought air. And, and, and if you look at the cost of this, I'm sure this doesn't go down well. But share your stories with us. 0891104208. We are joined this morning by Advocate Anton Alberts from the Freedom Front Plus and uh, also Mr. Oatlotse Tupayatlasi, who's head of legal services at the National Consumer Council. And um, just before the break, uh, Advocate Alberts, I was talking about the issue of recourse. What recourse do consumers have? Um, you know, because this whole thing sounds really convoluted. Mm. Yes, uh, obviously there is the National Consumer Commission's application to the Consumer Tribunal for an adjudication that will affect the industry as a whole. But in the meantime, you know, when people are being harassed by lawyers or being sent letters that they will be blacklisted, which obviously happens quite a lot, um, we advise them to submit an official matter with the National Consumer Commission to be adjudicated to the Commission can then, on their behalf, liaise with the club to try and find a, um, a solution where they can actually exit the contract. Most people want to exit the contract so that they will find a way to, to you know, exit the contract at the end of the day. And once it's submitted to the National Consumer Commission, it is our view 
um, that they cannot then take any legal action and they cannot take any other action like, um, you know, listing people at the credit bureaus mm. for non-payment and so forth. So that will be the best recourse because it does not cost you any money. You don't have to get a lawyer yourself. Most people cannot afford a lawyer. And and, and my experience has also been that many lawyers um, don't actually work um, you know, or understand this industry as uh, properly. So they um, they, have, they tend to phone me quite a lot for some advice and, and also, um, you know, we're obviously trying to get into what is going on in the industry. And um, our advice is that the easiest route is for people to actually submit their matters to the National Consumer Commission. Our party also assists people to do that. Um, we submit it on their behalf. Um, so people do uh, send us their, their problems and then we will, um, you know, we build a file with all of the applications to the NCC. We submit it to the, to the NCC then by hand as well. So if you feel aggrieved and, um, you know, you've been paying because, uh, of course, people are, uh, look after their credit ratings and their credit records, they don't want to be blacklisted. So you are saying they can actually stop paying and uh, report the matter to the Consumer Council um, and they will not be black, blacklisted. Yeah, um, you know, it's people's own decision whether they stop paying or not. We don't advise them to stop paying as such. Um, we we do say to people, you know, you've got to decide what you can afford or not um, in terms of the contract because the NCC has to adjudicate the matter um, and in the end and make a finding on that individual matter. Um, and what we found is that once the NCC comes into play, that the holiday club then tends to um, make some sort of a, a concession and say well, people can actually exit the contract. But there's no hard and fast rule as to how the, the, um, the holiday clubs actually react. Some people actually find it quite easy to exit and other people find it a little bit harder. But at least you have the protection of the National Consumer Commission once you submit the matter there. And obviously the, um, the founding act, which is the National Consumer Protection Act, um, that, um, you know, um, basically ensures and, and um, uh, ensures their rights. Uh, with regard to this measure. All right, let's go to the lines. 0891-104-208. Sherman, you're calling from Peter Maritzburg. Good morning. Uh, correct. Right. I was, I was also involved with this timeshare business, and uh, I never ever went on holiday. This, this scam has been going on for, for years, and I wish people can do something about it and get right out of it and leave these fraudsters to, to, to spin in their own, own, own mess. I, 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 had a, I, I had taken up one with this company called Dream Vacation. And I tell you, to get out of it was something else. At the end, I just told them to, to, to take a hike because I paid and paid and paid and nothing was happening and I was paying for refuge and all this type of, of, of thing. And, and, and were well, you not blacklisted, uh, Sherman? Uh, we've lost Sherman there. Let's hear from Sandy in King Williamstown. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Um, basically, we, we bought 10 last points, and then um, a couple of years later, we uh, sold another 10 to say that the, that the original 10 that we bought only valid for 10 years. I've got to buy another 10 points at double the price, and if you count further points, you actually get get offered 400 rounds a point. 
compared to the 30,000 that you've originally paid. And I just feel it's a bloody rip-off. All right, uh, Sandy in King Williamstown there, clearly agitated. Let's go to Owen in Durban. Good morning, Owen. Um, good morning, Sakina. Um, uh, thanks. I think most of my questions have been answered by the advocate. But, however, I'm, I'm very much concerned because I also, uh, maybe let me start by saying, I'm also the victim. I'm trying to exit. I wrote them a letter as per the instruction that gave me, and then they told me the next period is only um, up to January um, of every year, which means I'm, I'm, I'm still obliged to pay the uh, the maintenance fees. Now, I feel that... I'm listening. I'm listening, Owen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but now, um, that, that, by the way, my application was only made uh, within a week, if I may say, about five, five days, including weekend. They did not consider my application. Now, it means I have to be with them for another year for the, for the product that I do not uh, need and it does not meet my expectations. So, and, um, if, if maybe the advocate can just and uh, emphasize uh, how do I um, uh, contact the Consumer Act and uh, to, to, to submit um, my application. All right. Thank you so much, Owen. Um, Victor and Sekunda. Yes, Victor. Yes, okay. Let me just tell you a brief story that I experienced. I, I was called by Holiday Club to come and uh, get the presentation, and then... I was promised, okay, I can go on a holiday anyway uh, on this uh, thing. So I said, okay, no problem. They said, okay, pay 10,000 rands, and I paid immediately. And then they gave me an extra holiday to say, okay, um, this holiday you can use at any time. It's, it was like a little piece of paper where it says it's an anytime holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they said, okay, you see, this is worth 10,000 rand at some Cape Town hotel, and you can go anytime. So I said, I am planning to go in December. They said, no, you can use this. So when it was time for me to go and I phoned, okay, can I go on this holiday because I've got everything here? And then they said, no. At the bottom of that paper, there's uh, something written small there that it's only for off-season. And now I, I had, when, when I initially bought this thing, I told them I'm planning to go on holiday. Then they said, no, this is perfect because you can now you, you have this thing, you can... You don't even use your points. You use this uh, voucher, and with this voucher, you can go. And I paid 10000 and then from there, I kept on paying for years after that, and until I eventually closed the account, and they never ever bothered me. And I phoned, I phoned them. I wrote them a letter sometime, I say, a year or two back. And I told them, this is a story that I've experienced. Then they said, okay, I must pay some more, I must pay some more and then they will activate my thing. Then they told me, okay, it's active but I've got to pay before they can continue with my case and stuff like that. I said, but I haven't went on a single holiday. I've paid over, say, thirteen or 15000 because they were charging me 3000 rand a year, and I don't know after how long that I eventually closed the account. And I'm also interested in getting to know more information in terms of the court case, if I can also push my um, information through. Okay, thanks so much, uh, Victor and Sekunda. Okay, let's answer those uh, because, you know, some of them are quite specific and then we'll take another tranche of calls. Uh, let me start with you, uh, Mr. Tupayatlase. Uh, you see, people, people, people are talking about, about, about uh, a, a, a recourse. I, I, I don't think I, I will even have 
time to really go into sexual issues that uh, consumers are raising. You know, from one thing, I've been refused cancellation because the, 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 the basis of the refusal to cancel is found in the contract. So it does not matter if 20, 30 people phone in and say, you know, I've been refused, uh, 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 you know, to cancel because, like I'm saying, you, you first have to deal with the root cause of the reasons why people are being refused to cancel. Mm. But to the extent that there are many thousand, hundred thousand other people out there who want to cancel or, who, you know, are raising various sexual issues, what, what we are seeking to do right now is to get clarity on the, on the, on the issues of the law. Because we are not before the tribunal right now to deal with sexual issues. We are before the tribunal to try and deal with the legal issues. Because once those are sorted out, then we'll all have direction as to how do we then go about dealing with individual disputes. Because right now we've got way too many consumers. In our application to the tribunal, we could not cite all of them and say these are all the applicants, 15,000 of them, I'm, I'm making an example, and say the tribunal must then go into sexual issues of each and make a ruling on each when the legal basis for, 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 for the problems that they are experiencing, all of them are by and large the same. So we are only before the tribunal right now to get a ruling on the, on the issue of the law. We will then decide after we, 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 we've settled the issues of the, of the law, the interpretation, whether these things are points or not, whether they are genuine members of the club or not, whether they are indeed being advanced credit or not, all those issues once they are dealt with because they are legal issues. Mm. We will then be able to to see how individual consumers can be assisted, if, 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 if any. So the point I'm trying to make, especially with regards to the last caller, is that it, it will not help right now to lodge your claim, uh, I mean, your, your complaint right now with us on the basis that there is an application before the tribunal. It is already before the tribunal. There is no individual uh, consumer who is an applicant. The National Consumer Commission is the applicant on trying to deal with the issues of the law. Once we've got clarity on that, then we'll, we'll, we'll see how individual consumers can be, can be assisted once the issues of the law have been, have been clarified. Because Is... without that, you, 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 you are going in circles because then you are told, no, you cannot cancel because of this and that and that and that. Mm. And what, all what you have been given as a consumer as to why you cannot exercise, for example, your right to cancel is the law. How do you know that? How do you know that they, you are even given the proper interpretation and analysis of the law? So once we are able to settle that on behalf of consumers, then we will be able to chart the way forward with regards to individuals and how they've been impacted. At, at, at this point, uh, is there any indication of when the tribunal will actually conclude this uh, work? No, no, no. It, 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 it's relatively new matters before the tribunal that has been filed and safe right now. There were technical issues that we had to deal with, especially with regards to the second application. But... It's still it's still early days for me to be able to preempt as to plus minus when these matters will be set down for hearing uh, at the tribunal. It's, it's still it's still very early days. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the investigation itself was quite protracted. So yeah, we, we because we had to investigate that. So investigation took quite a, a, a long time. But, but is it seen um, as the, urgent? The preparation of documents itself was not an easy task at all. So. It's, it's relatively a new matter before the tribunal right now. But as it stands, is this a relatively urgent matter or, you know, is it just something that will be dealt with as and when? No, it, it, it has not been filed as, 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 as an urgent matter. Uh, it has just been filed as an ordinary application in due course. It's, yeah, it's, All right. Let's go um, back to the lines very briefly. Uh, Daphne in Port Alfred, good morning. Good morning, Sakira. Thank you for taking my call. 
You're most welcome. Can you hear me? Clearly, can definitely. you hear me? I can hear you. Um, we we were caught by this early in the nineties, uh, and realised later that this uh, leisure club was targeting um, unsuspecting, uh, uninformed young couples. Mm-hmm. And by the, by the time we were all into it, we after many many years, we've only had two holidays through that club, uh, and they were local holidays. And we realized that they're targeting people who don't know what they're in for. And when we tried to get out of it because we were afraid of um, approaching uh, retirement age, they started threatening us with all kinds of blacklisting and, and lawyers and things. To cut a long story short, after years and getting absolutely nothing for what we were paying for and we paid a lot of money over the years, we uh, went to a lawyer. And the lawyers said it's going to take us a long time to get you out of that contract. They had to actually trick them in order to get us free. We paid lawyers fees. We were in a terrible state at the time. We thought we'd be paying till our deaths. We were told we would have to pay mm. till we died. Because it's this perpetual nature of these contracts that, you know, yes. um, uh, prevents people from actually getting out. But uh, Daphne, so much yes. for sharing that with us. And you make a critical point. They do tend to target young couples. And I guess, you know, still newlywed and the euphoria of it all. And, um, yeah, that's when you fall prey to these things. Uh, not always, but seemingly in most of uh, the cases, that seems to be the, 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 the modus operandi. Let's go to Patrick in Cape Town. Good morning. Good, good morning. How are you? Good. Well, good. thanks, Patrick. Good, good, good. I am one of the victims of the Flexi Club, and uh, we've been trying so hard, me and my wife, to get out of it. And uh, but I've got a question for the gentleman, the commissioner. Two questions. Question one is: What if they've been found guilty of flouting the law? Can we, as clients or consumer, sue them? And number two. Uh, my other question will be: Why can they not be stopped if they are being, if they are currently doing ambush marketing and, and, and flouting the law? Because I believe this is completely, completely a scam. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Patrick. Let's speak to Mr. Mtembo in Durban. Good morning. Morning, Sakena. Yeah, I, I'm also. I was also a victim of a flexi club as I'm based in Durban. Uh, I had my whether it's points or timeshare. I had that for for ten years. When I wanted to sell, they said no, and I forfeited everything. So after that, I've just been stuck. Never pursued the matter. And uh, even if, as we speak now, you can go to the South Beach, go to Shaga Marine. This thing continues to be aggressively marketed. And tell me, Mr. Mtembo, did you stop paying then, or are you still paying? Uh, they wanted more money from me. I said they're not going to get any cent. And they sent lawyers. I told them that I've paid my dues after five years. I think the additional five years I was just only paying debt levy. After that, I said, no, I'm not going to be paying them. They sent the lawyers. I said, no, I'm not going to pay you. Because then they took everything. They said, oh, okay, you'll forfeit your points. And then I just ended like that. They never blacklisted you or anything? No, they did. They did. They did. Uh, for, for, for some reason, after some time, yeah, they, that thing came off. Uh, I don't know what happened, but they did. Well, Mr. Mtembo, thanks for sharing your story as well. Uh, let me start with you, um, uh, just to respond to what the listeners are raising, uh, Advocate Alberts. Yes, I mean, these are the typical problems that people have, um, and there are many other permutations on the same storyline. 
but uh, the gist of it is that people really can't use the points um, as was promised and that they can't get out of the contracts and that is the the problem so what we now advise people is is you know even though the um, head legal advisor of the NCC indicated that you know with the matter pending at the tribunal um, that people still lodge their complaints with the NCC because they will then be protected against any further action um, simply because the clubs tend to be very aggressive in um, you know following up on non-payment so they will uh, threaten you with um, blacklisting and with um, going to the lawyers and suing people and getting judgments and they actually do get uh, mostly default judgments against people when they do take legal action. So um, it does have a severe effect on your on your credit uh, profile and obviously in your financial life. So you will have protection against those steps if you lodge your individual matter with the NCC pending the outcome of the tribunal application um, because then your matter must be adjudicated by the NCC in terms of the National Consumer Protection Act. Um, now, we hope that the tribunal will, um, you know, have sight of this matter quite quickly so that they can adjudicate it on it, on it in, a, in a very um, uh, reasonable time so that there can come certainty as to what is going on in the industry and what people's rights are. But for us, the matter in terms of for the, uh, with regard to the perpetual contract is very simple. There's no such thing as a perpetual contract in South African law. There's never existed anything like that before in our common law, and it still does not exist in South African law. Um, a contract is a personal um, relationship, and when the person passes away, then that relationship comes to an end. You cannot um, inherit a, a contract like that. So um, just in terms of that simple law, people must be allowed to exit an, agree an agreement the Consumer Protection Act also explicitly states that a contract cannot be perpetual and there must be an opportunity to exit. So only on that basis people can um, actually address their concerns with the holiday clubs directly and alternatively submit the matter to the NCC um, to be adjudicated so they actually can get out of that relationship that's very toxic and doesn't really bring them anything except trouble and, and headaches. Here's, here's a quick tweet uh, from Mulligan Matia who says, the timeshare scam under discussion is equal to racketeering uh, with uh, the legal endorsement. Our legal universe uh, seems to be enabling of this and with no precedent of ruthless prosecution of scammers of South African consumers, the NPA, uh, I suppose, needs to jump on the prosecu uh, prosecutorial bandwagon. What's your response to that? Um, well, the, the law does not, the law is supposed to protect people. And uh, as I said, the interpretation of the law for me is quite clear. Uh, but we need to get a, um, an institution like the tribunal or the court themselves to make an adjudication on the matter in final and say that this is not allowed. So, yes, the law um, does not protect these people, although they do hide behind the law simply because they can afford lawyers, they go after people, and most people cannot afford lawyers to protect them. So there's an, uh, a power imbalance in that respect. But that's not the fault of the law itself. As far as we're concerned, the law is quite clear in how it should be interpreted, and we just need an, um, 
a judgment that confirms that for us. And then um, we, we are quite sure that the tribunal will confirm that judgment in favor of the consumers in the end of the day. Uh, let me just add in the end that if people want to submit the matters to the Consumer Tribunal or the Consumer Commission, then we can assist them in, on their behalf. Um, they can just send an email to the following email address. It's help at vf.co.za. Um, if they can send an email there, help then we will submit the matters on at vf. So it's uh, v for Victor, f for Foxtrot. Mm-hmm. at um, .co.za. So it's uh, help at vf.co.za. All right. Um, uh, let's go to Mr. Tupayatlati. And, um, of course, so many questions being asked there by the listeners, and uh, hopefully you can respond to most of them. Yeah, well, I'm not really standing up and not being able to, to note anything down. But I'll, I'll try to respond to the to the one question that I, that I, that I, that I remember. The... the, the of course, like Advocate Albert has said, consumers can still continue to 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 to, to, to lodge their complaint. I mean, really, for for, for me, the the the, the 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 more the merrier, because it, 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 numbers don't lie. It, it cannot be. It cannot be that so many consumers, you know, have got a problem. I I, I know that one of the of the of the defences that has been raised is that. Um, you know, there are so many consumers, 200,000, and the numbers that we are talking about in our papers, it's really a, a, a very small, minute, compared to the total numbers that we are being given as the totality of the numbers of, 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 of consumers who are members of this club. But the point of the matter is that many people have got problems, and, and, and it does not need rocket science to be able to, to see that there is a problem. Many of them may not know what the problem is, but there is a problem. Um, so, I think it was Owen or somebody who who, who, who spoke about it, the, 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 the law not protecting people or something. The, the, the law does protect consumers. There's a law, there's a law enforcement institutions. It, it, it's up to law enforcement institutions to be able to, 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 to enforce compliance with the law. One gentleman spoke about, uh, uh, I think he, he, he said something about his recourse, what is it that, mm-hmm. that, that, that he can do? I, 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 I'm still saying once again that, look, let's, let's, let's wait for the tribunal to, 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 to deal with the issues because then once the tribunal has ruled on legal issues, we will be able to know what other measures can be taken. Now, it is not only the NCC who should be involved in this matter because it's got legal implications around many law enforcement institutions. I will not name them, but it's got implications for a number of law enforcement institutions to see if they thought they've got a role to play. We've identified our role uh, as the National Consumer Commission in terms of trying to define consumers' rights in terms of this contract. Other law enforcement institutions can come into into the picture and also, you know, uh, 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 exercise their powers that the, the law provides them in instances where, you know, a specific piece of legislation has been violated. So for us, we've done what we can do. How far we will go depends on, or will depend on time, of course, you know, and once this matter has been, has been vindicated or dealt with by the, by the, by the National Consumer Tribunal. Uh, we, we can only, of course, be hopeful that we will be successful and only then, then sit down and, and analyze as to what exactly can be done in terms of assisting individual consumers who bought these, 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 
Yeah, point. Mm. But 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 uh, can consumers then um, uh, could they help fast track the process by maybe uh, coming together, signing a petition online or something uh, to uh, ensure that this actually does receive urgent attention? Well, the, 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 the matter won't be turned into an agent matter because of the number of people who are signing petitions. What it can do is to show that many many consumers have been trapped into a problem of some sort. The, of course, that will go a long way because for us, like I said, the more consumer complaints we receive, the better. Uh, but as to whether that will actually assist in the process of you know, speedily having the matter set down. I, I don't know, because the, 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 the problems of the tribunal, of course, are not dependent on, on those kind of, 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 of processes being undertaken by consumers. They, they, they've got their own administrative processes. And, but, but the one thing that I need to say is that the turnaround time at the tribunal are not as long as they are in, 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 in a court of law. I, I, I know that many people are having this thing in their mind that they normally hear how long matters take before they are, they are dealt with in court and everything. The turnaround times in the density are not are not are not that 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 that, that lengthy. Not short, right. but not that lengthy. Yeah. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're going to leave it there, uh, Mr. Oatlotse Tupayasati, Head of Legal Services at the National Consumer Commission, and also Advocate Anton Alberts from the Freedom Front Plus. And um, just that address again that he said, if you uh, basically need help there, uh, just uh, email uh Help at VF, um, uh, help at vf.co.za. That's where you can uh, send your queries to. Thank you so much for your time this morning and for participating so fantastically and the production team as well. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.